Who ordered three dozen chili dogs with extra what? onions? Three dozen? Three dozen chili dogs. Dozen. Why are there three dozen th- chili dogs on set? What? What? That's way too many, Dan. It's to that's... scare the extras. No, that's way too many. Crom? I mean, Crom? Crom could, yeah, Crom. That makes okay, sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. And we're the Rewinders. Rewind. Rewinding. Got to put that rind back in there. Yeah, we need we're our protection. Rewinding. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> rewinding movies to see if they still hold up. And this time, we got all sweaty. We took off our clothes and just had on some loincloths. And then we, uh, we walked out into the desert. And got seriously and, and like sunburned, a, or, or like a trio of adventurers, we we leaned over a rock and I need a cigarette and watched a movie we shouldn't be watching. Just like the, the adventurers sat there and creepily <laughs> watched a, an orgy room. I mean, what else is there to do when you're you know st- when you stumble upon an orgy room? I, I guess just mutter, "This must be heaven" and, or paradise. Well, it depends on the orgy. That's room. true. I mean, I mean, even the best orgy rooms they they burn the whole thing down. So. You got to gain that intel. It's important. <laughs> anyway, we were doing this because. Uh, we watched Conan the Barbarian. And what's fun is you got the entire plot of the movie right in that, uh, what we were doing too. I mean, yeah. Did we though? Yeah, we got greased up and we went out into the desert. <laughs> Done. Movie over. <laughs> yeah, but that was only, what, two minutes? We still have an hour and 58 minutes. No, an hour, no, two hours and four minutes to go. Good God. Okay. Sorry, that was just the segment on its own. If you have never seen Conan the Barbarian, it goes a little something like this. Conan goes out into the desert. Stuff happens. This just sounds like a shitty recounting of Burning Man or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> I guess there's some minor details that his parents were murdered. Not just his parents, his entire clan. He was sold into slavery. There's some weird riddle of iron or steel. I mean, I think the best way to sum it up is, do you like muscles? Do you like boobs? Do you like blood? Do you like ghosts trying to steal a body? <laughs> this movie has snakes turning into arrows. Like, dude, we, we have so much to talk about. Humans <laughs> turning into snakes. It's great. Yes. Yes. And bad haircuts. So many bad haircuts. Oh, oh, oh. so many bad haircuts. I got to say, you can tell how evil a person is, is by how bad their bangs are cut. That is a great litmus <laughs> test. Like Conan, nice and flowing off to the side. Thozo Doom cut right across the front. As if his hair was half inch long all over. It was a quarter bowl cut. Oh, God. Yeah. But still had all that extra hair yeah. out there. So much hair. So it's, it was, uh, I really hope it was a wig. It might not have been. So we all kind of watched these uh, before um, when we were younger. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, is anyone on the did not watch this when you were younger train? Correct. I'm going to say kind of, kind of me. I never watched this movie in its entirety. Up until yesterday, but you saw parts bits of it, bits and pieces. I, I was, it was on like the the TV movie afternoons. God, what channel was that? UPN. A bunch, like 
now that I'm thinking about it, a concerning amount of times. It probably was cheap. Yeah. This is one I remember my parents, um, I don't know, watching it. Like, my parents always used to just rent movies from the from the drugstore and, and watch them. So, like, you know, Conan would be on or Total Recall. So I had, like, vague memories of it. So I did go back and watch this movie for the first time again probably about two years ago or so. It was on some streaming service and I watched it. But, yeah, this is the first time I've actually invested like sat down and forced myself for two hours to watch the whole thing right through. Uh, I have never watched this movie. Never had the desire to watch this movie. I wasn't that old when this came out. So that's probably why I didn't watch it. Uh, because I don't think it like was something that anyone around me was like, yeah, we should watch this again five, eight years later. But other films in the series crossed my vision and offshoots of the Conan series crossed my vision a few times, so I was aware of it. My father liked it, apparently, from what I vaguely remember. Yeah, if anything, it was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was good enough. But I'm I'm intrigued to know what what is just one thing for you that is the thing that you like most about this film we'll each do that and i'll I'll say it too okay uh, let's just start with that hmm anyone wants to kick it off i'll kick it off if, if no one's ready go ahead kick it off the one good thing about this film that they like the number one thing you like about it the most and for me it's that I get the hint that this is a bigger world that this story is taking yes. part in. It feels you. like there is something way more out there than what we're seeing. You should look at the lore for Conan. It is massive. Well, that's just it. This movie does such a great job of setting that up. It's just like the movie is too long and I feel like they could have definitely edited it out almost an hour and made it a lot leaner than it is. But I, I do love, 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 love that every single nook and cranny is oozing with just what exists beyond the, the scope of the camera right now. There's so many different things that the imagination runs wild from this movie. I love that. Yeah, they definitely nail down, you are in this geographic location. The bad people are in this geographic location. That's behind, like, they're even setting up, like, a an imaginary map in your head while you're watching, whether you yes. think you understand it or not. You're in a world, and this is not the world destroyer event this is just a bad guy this is just some but i'm not saying he's just oh he's just a bad guy no he's a pretty bad guy but it's it's not world affecting it's like this region affecting and i think that's pretty cool to give a film freedom like that when it's complete. yeah i hadn't thought about that joe that's a good take there are a lot of references to things that are going to happen in the future well even the ending yeah you don't get beat over the head with it until you hit the end of the movie and there's that little blurb at the end yeah the epilogue yeah i, I know that they attempted to remake it god just recently yeah it was like 2013 i think it had jason momoa i think i didn't see it i didn't see it either i didn't either yeah well i think today and this is more of like the it's not a negative it's just how it is the ip itself of conan is not really powerful right now i don't think there's that much interest in it no there's not the whole savage barbarians and whatever they all do 
that whole like vibe caught on pretty decently in the 80s. That was etched into a few movies, like even ones that we covered, like um, Beastmaster. Beastmaster definitely fed off of the uh, vibe of Conan. And there are a few others out there. He-Man feeds off of it. All that stuff. There was a lot of like a barbarian, claymore, sword holding kind of thing happening. I mean, we're now filled with other things that are just filling space. And I think this IP kind of got drowned out a little bit. I could see it getting drowned out. I think another major issue, though, with Conan is just in terms of relevancy, like there's still comics and whatnot being brought up. But one of the first things I saw online was people tearing apart the the comics because while the art's gorgeous, the the newer modern runs of Conan, the, the writing is just atrocious. Like you have characters referencing like brain cells or like calling each other Neanderthals and stuff like that. It's like this is thousands of years ago or a thousand years ago. Like none of this would exist. They, they had like a panel that they showed where like somebody's, I think, calling somebody like a a communist or something like that. It's like, what the hell? How do they even know what a communist is? <laughs> like, <laughs> The writing is just bad. So like everybody who is maybe even like mediocre fans or diehard fans of the franchise probably just slowly started falling off. And then he never got King Conan, which was supposed to be, I guess, the third movie with Arnold. And I don't know, they rebooted it. And then they talked about rebooting it again with Arnold. And that was in early talks as to like... 2012 2013 but it just hasn't happened yet i don't know i feel like they should just let it die i think so too i think too much time has passed let it have its cult following that it does and let it be yeah i mean when i think conan the barbarian the last like major thing that pops in my mind is the failed mmo that came out when i worked at best buy way back in the day path of exile Mm -hmm. yeah oh no there's a another conan video game that's got a huge following because when you try to find out what the wheel of pain is all about you end up get just getting a bunch of links to that video game because yeah there's a lot of lore and they don't bother explaining any of it to you there's this giant wheel that you get uh tethered to what the fuck is it doing who knows you're just chained to it until you're either i guess until you fall off scene because they don't tell you what's happening and that's kind of cool because they expect you to pay attention they expect you to use some intuition and so they're not spoon feeding you everything but when they do decide to spoon feed you something it's almost too late 45 minutes in they finally tell you what the hell they're talking about with two snakes coming together over a sun when he finds the pendant you're like oh the pendant that's what he's looking at that's i saw that on the thing the guy was carrying when they killed his family got it and then at that point they decided to show you flashbacks to remind you that's what happened 45 minutes ago (laughs) but i didn't need it at that point i needed it when he was first talking about that with that witch lady like, what the fuck are you talking about? All right. Oh, okay, now I get it. Instead, we just got 30 minutes of uh, Conan running around, flexing, trying to explain this amulet to people. Ken, Ken we're, on the, we're on the good parts. <laughs> we're on the good parts, Ken. The good parts. Oh, the good parts of sets. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see that massive set? All of I the mean, sets. I mean, the sets in general, they did they did really well. For for such a low-budget-ish movie. They they made that. They, they really put a lot into the sets, and it shows. They spent $300,000 on that giant thing in the desert. I mean, they didn't skimp. They spent 10000 on the swords. It looked amazing. Oh, that's right, the swords. Yeah, they put money where money was supposed to go. Is is nice. Yeah, no, the sets were gorgeous. Uh, everything except for the beginning. That, that opening scene on the mountaintop was rough. But then when it switched over to the village, honestly, for me, like the highlight for the entire movie, hands down, was the opening. The opening was just, oh my God, I I cannot stress enough how much I thoroughly enjoyed the entire opening scene. The music wasn't overbearing. Wait. The the entire raid on the village. Okay. Everything happened. The effects were great. And then 
dead silence, just music and everything conveyed through James Earl Jones's eyes during the entire point with Conan's mother. Like just all of that, everything up until when Conan gets taken away into slavery, that whole opening scene for me was just, it set it up, made it just absolutely perfect. I was so excited to be a part of the movie. And then they dropped the ball. Yes. Immediately after that, all it gets All of different. them. Not just one. <laughs> they dropped all of the balls. No, that was her head. That sucked me in so much. I'm watching that. I just couldn't believe how good it was and how well, like, it was actually shot very, very well. I paused the movie at that point and I'm like, cool. So they did this whole awesome scene and we are not even 18 minutes into the movie. To have that right out the gates, there's no way that momentum could have gone. It, it reminds me of, um, ooh, ooh. It reminds me of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, yeah. The first mm-hmm. five minutes of that movie felt the most like Jurassic Park that Jurassic Park has felt like since the original or even the Lost World. It was dark. It was rainy. It was brooding. It was actually scary. People are running away from things coming out of the dark, trying to kill them. And it was terrifying. Then the rest of the movie completely tone shifts and you never get that masterpiece again. <laughs> and that's kind of what this felt like. It was like that first opening scene, setting everything up, setting up the revenge story, all that was incredible. And then it just, I don't, I don't want to say it like plummeted, but it, it, it definitely tapered off and just, it wasn't as sharp as a cliff. It was still good to me, but it just wasn't like as good as that height. May I, if I will, yeah, discuss what happened with me f- with that opening scene. When I'm watching the opening scene, I just got the feeling like it was lingering too hard on everything. You bring up the sword. Okay, great. And then they, he's like etching the sword, except for they're not actually etching the sword. They're like they're just pushing some brass scraps out of the way. Fine, that's fine. You have to shoot this many times. You don't want to wreck this gorgeous sword perfect but they're just lingering on that sword right and you're just like come on get on with it they linger on everything and then they go and they show the mom's face and like they linger on her face that's fine they show the kid they linger on the kid's face less fine he's okay so you get the idea like they're all standing around watching the sword be made for months but an hour and a half later when that sword is re-revealed, I remember that damn sword because they lingered on it so hard in that first scene that I kind of appreciated it at that point. That sword was a major plot point for Conan because he's like, my father's sword is out there. I want my father's sword back. So, I mean, that probably also helps you, like you said, now you're going to recognize it by sight because it's a unique build. It has unique features. And it's also nice that the casting they picked for this, they picked James Earl Jones to be Doom. That caught me off guard. I was totally not prepared for super young James Earl Jones. <laughs> He's so young. He looks so healthy and so happy and so so jubilant. Happy is not the word I'd go with. Oh, come on. He looks happy to be there, just with a different face. But James Earl Jones and Max von Saito, like, those are the standout highlights for me in this movie. Max's scene was so short, but I, I enjoyed every minute of it. I just I could watch that man act for hours. I love, love, love the stuff he's in. I was going to go with, uh, it was nice that they used James Earl Jones in the start because he's a recognizable person. So when he comes back later in the movie, you're like, oh, James Earl Jones again. Okay. Like there's a big difference in time where you just don't see people or the sword and it helps by the time you get to the end of the movie that they spent so much time in that opening scene so when you get to the end of the movie, you're not lost as to, like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Yeah, I'd agree with that. But in the same way, they don't tell you right off the cuff that his name is Doom, but they talk about this Doom guy the entire time. And then when he comes on, you're like, oh, 
all the pieces finally come together. If you're paying attention, it's a movie that requires you to pay attention to it, which is kind of nice, honestly. That was my second favorite thing about this movie. It was it was really close between that and the uh, and, and the sets. I was just going to give an honorable mention to Snake Arrows. I thought that that was actually pretty damn cool. U- unique. Yeah, it was unique as hell. I loved it. Unique, clever, and it kind of hints at a sort of magic in this world. Oh, there's so much random magic. I mean, when, when Conan first, like, leaves... After he's given his freedom and he runs off and he, he beds with the uh, the witch, that was just like, what in the hell's going on? This is this is kind of like a a nice little plop of some color in the movie, just letting you know the craziness that exists out there. Oh, before I forget, it was Conan Exiles that came out in 2018. That was the video game awesome. that apparently has gotten quite good and popular. popular. And they'll explain to you what the wheel of de- uh, wheel of pain is, which I didn't even know what the name of it was until I started googling it. Well, I mean, no one seemed to be in pain as they pushed it. They seemed bored, and then you know, left. Maybe not voluntarily left. Yeah. Okay. So there are some things in the cinematography that leave is left to be desired. The acting. Yeah. Maybe at times could have been better. Like there's certain a child yeah. pushing it with with no problem. Sure. Yeah, I, I've got my comments for. Some negative points in terms of uh, acting and whatnot, but were there some lines delivered incredibly awkward? Also, All yes, the time. I, I feel like you guys are going to disagree with me on this one, but I thought that the work on the giant snake was actually pretty well done. That that was actually what I was going to say was my my favorite thing about this movie was the amount of work that they put into the practical effects for the giant snake and doom's ability to transform like they were just fi- just real enough to be like is that fake or is that really just a giant snake yeah no it i thought it was really well done <laughs> yeah the snake was gorgeous they spent a lot of money yeah, on it part of it's not trying to force a full transformation with a, a budget that can't yeah do it or technology that well, can't what was do Conan's it budget? So. 20 million, 20 million dollars. I know they had a lot of problems trying to get it even started because nobody wanted to take a chance on it. So it was one of those deals again. They shopped it around considerably. Uh, I can't remember how they got the money together for it, but it wasn't easy as well. You can tell, like, I'm I'm shocked at what they were able to pull off knowing all that and knowing it wasn't like a gigantic, big budget, like big studio movie. It really turned out really well. There's some things that detract I'll talk about later, but... I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with what they pulled off of what they had. Hey, and it's probably the first Arnold movie where they ADR'd a bunch of <laughs> into every scene that he was fighting. So it was like that, that was something yes. I made a note of. It felt like We've they ADR'd a lot of lines. Well, I'm sure Wild Audio wasn't great where they were recording. Yeah, <laughs> yeah here here it is. So. To start things in the 70s, they had to actually go and fight a lawsuit to actually spend $100,000 in legal fees just to resolve the lawsuit to get the rights. But then on top of that, he also had to pay $7,500 for the rights alone after the lawsuits. So then after Star Wars came out in 1977, all of a sudden they had interest in heroic adventures and supernatural lands of fables. Then they started to kind of give a little bit more attention to it, I guess. But it, it had its roots all the way back in 75 it was trying to get made. And it wasn't made till 82, obviously. 
And I, I don't know, this is this Arnold's first movie, actually? I don't remember if he was in anything prior to this. His first movie was Hercules in New York that was released in 1970. Hercules in New York. Oh, if you guys want to watch a real banger of a movie, go ahead and watch that. <laughs> yeah, the director and the producers watched a rough cut of that movie, and that's where they saw him. So they put him on a retainer for $250,000, it looks like. I think this was Arnold's first like movie that was successful yeah that, yeah that makes sense and that's probably why he just jumped at the opportunity to come back for Conan the destroyer because terminator came out when terminator came out 84 84 okay so destroyer was also 84 so okay yeah, speaking of directors though you guys see who the uh director of this was uh of this movie uh, they, they put his name right in the intro right over the guy who was talking i mean i, I saw it i just didn't know who it was because it's uh the director of dune who had the same awkward john milius i was uh de Laurentiis, i believe i i was looking it up because i saw de Laurentiis on the front and i in the talking over i was like does this guy do dune because it listed john milius as the as the director which i didn't know anything he's really done uh, other than um, i might have been has directed he did apocalypse now produced by de Laurentiis. is that the same guy yeah my bad. It was the producers. Produced by the same guy who produced Dune, which I guess probably wouldn't have a say in the uh, opening voice credits, but both of them had annoying opening voice credits. Same with Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone's name is attached to this movie as well, because he was actually hired to do the first screenplay. But I guess that was during the period where he was so, like, drugged out of his mind. So his script was something entirely different. And when they rewrote the script and shot it, like, there's, le- he said there's literally nothing that they kept that he wrote. And his name is still accredited as a writer, so I don't know. I can't even remember what he had listed for it, but it was it was different. Um, it was different. It was, it was interesting, the different changes that he had. It was more science fiction-y, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Oliver Stone's script... Uh, his movie would have been set in a post-apocalyptic Earth that's been so ravaged by the effects of nuclear war that it's become to resemble something from medieval times. So, that's a thing. And it was going to involve, like, mutants and all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> and it's just this whole thing. I think it's better off the direction they took. I like it too, yeah. It's, it's definitely more of just a... We don't have enough good fantasy movies, in my opinion. Like, big fantasy movies. So, I'm, I'm glad this exists. And speaking of it being big... You, at the first side of the movie, you don't really think of it being big. But when you get to the end and you see some of the wide shots yeah. and you realize they're not faking that, they have a lot of extras at the end yes. of this movie. Like Just a few. The a snake, lot the snake temple extras. definitely caught me off guard. Like when they started doing this, the zoom out shots and Arnold, you know, goes to blow it up at the end. It's just. It's big. <laughs> it's very, very big. Yeah, uh, it's nice that they have big old stone temple that you can just start on fire. <laughs> that was my thought too. But then I, I squinted really, really hard in 4K, and I'm like, okay, that kind of looks like wood. <laughs> I gave him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I mean, it was technically it was made out of. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of concrete. Obviously, they were standing, but there was a lot of foam work. I was gonna say paper mache. So that thing would have went up like that. The team used paper mache and, and old egg cartons. Wow, what a great job they did. It was just really awkward seeing him hammer throw the thing, and he hits the temple and falls down. You're like, okay, does that make you feel better? Right. It, you, you did jack shit. <laughs> and he's walking away. The thing's in a blaze. I was like, what the? F-? Yeah, I honestly thought like it was just like a stress thing. Just like, ah, fuck your temple. And then he walked away. But the fact that it actually <laughs> burst into flames, it's like, oh, okay. Now I'm squinting to see if there's wood. Yeah, it kind of looks like wood. Yeah, why not? Okay, go ahead. 
it's magic. Why? Okay. I mean, yeah, that's, that's okay. So that's just it. We watched a man turn snakes into arrows twice. Why the hell are we debating whether or not the snake temple can burn? <laughs> <laughs> it's reality, damn it. Also, I, 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 like the most, I would say the most sketchy, like thin razor margin effect in the movie that could have been awful or could have been good. I really still appreciate the hell out of the uh, the hand drawn demons trying to to come steal Conan's soul back. Oh, it I just like it's, it's it's really good. It's goes. that eighties feel. It's yeah. like Ghostbusters and everything else, where it's just you can tell somebody's sitting there drawing that mm-hmm. onto the onto the film cells, and it just. <laughs> I think it was uh, Lucas, their his company that did that. They had originally done tried something else, and it looked too much like the uh, end of first Indiana Jones. Oh, with the arc. Yeah. Right. With like just like the white. So they uh, completely went back and hand drew all that stuff. It was great. I could have done without the wizards wailing, but everything else you was know what? great. I like that old dude. That old dude is crazy. I liked, I liked I him liked too, him. but his wailing was like borderline moaning and it was just terrifying and off-putting. And I'm just, I'm watching this thing happen and it's supposed to be scary. And I'm just like, dude, shut up. <laughs> I do like when they, when he first uh, meet the wizard and the wizard comes out and just starts saying the weirdest, wildest shit. I'm going to summon a demon. Uh, more powerful than you'll ever exp- uh, even encounter in hell. They're like, wait, where are you bringing this demon from? As a wizard should. And then they laugh and they have a soup together. <laughs> like, what is going on? And then he gets on? a horse and like some new clothes. And it's like, where? what? It's, it's a camel. I just have this laying around. It was a camel. Well, sorry, camel, not horse. Sorry, forgot. <laughs> it just happens to have it laying around. Uh, apparently other people took his threat as serious or something. Who knows? Or he was at the foot of the mountain where people are supposed to empty themselves. And so they probably just, he probably just has a bunch of junk True. laying around. Good point. Good point. I'm not sure if you guys saw it. I, I was watching it in 4K from YouTube. So I'm not sure if, uh, if you guys caught the detail or not, depending on what you watched it on or where you watched it. But there's a piss rock and I could not stop laughing. What? Towards the end. When they're putting in all the sticks and everything like that, and you know, getting the getting the whole shroud or uh, burial burial ah burial mound ready to go uh, for the final fight. Okay. Once uh, Thalsa Doom and all his goons start coming over the top of the mound where they just burned his girlfriend, they're coming down towards the screen and towards like the rocks, the rocky area. There's totally a rock that's got a wet spot. Some I, I'm assuming, and I, I just I hope it's like. I hope it's a crew member just took a piss quick and it never got a chance to dry and it's just on screen forever because I laughed so hard. I had to keep going back to it because it's it's just a rock with piss on it. It's great. I'm assuming it's piss, but what else would it be? I mean, it could it could just be water. From where? It was the desert. You know, they they got it. They do have to like spray down your your desert. Dan, just accept nope. that it's urine. Dan can never accept. No, I, it's I'm urine. not. I'm just. That's I'm what just it comes down to. Saying that it could just be water. Nope. You got you got to come. You got to come at my urine all the time. You got to take my urine away from me. You got these people in heavy heavy armor and furs in the middle of the desert it very well could just be a butt print from sweating so much you're saying that somebody had mud butt and put their ass up against a rock (laughs) i also like the idea of it being a mud butt rock i mean that's just that's creative right like i just had diarrhea and there's nothing to wipe myself with it's a desert i'm just gonna go wipe my ass on a rock (laughs) quick he knows how to use the three rocks (laughs) we did enjoy those bits of the movie what was not enjoyable for you about the film Conan the Barbarian. It was fifteen hours long. It was, it was maybe two the hell long. long. 
I told everyone who would listen that honestly, the movie could have gotten edited and probably been leaner and a lot more cohesive and it would have been great, but two hours and six minutes. Yeah. I did start a second watching last night of it. I didn't finish because it is a, it is legitimately a long movie, but I did start one and it felt less long on the second watching. But you have that frame of reference. Like that's, that's true for any movie. Right. Like any movie that I see a second time, it's like, oh, okay. I know the beats and it doesn't feel like it's taking forever. Right. I don't know. It is, it is a damn long movie. And when you have the high highs in the very beginning, like we discussed, I was waiting for the movie to ever get back to those highs. And it did once or twice get close, but it never stayed that way. It's a very long movie. And occasionally just weird stuff happens that makes you go, why are you doing that? What are you doing? Yeah, why is this in here? That could be cut. I think for me, though, a bigger sin than than the length of the movie, for me, the biggest standout issue hands down was the damn music. The music detracted from so many scenes. It felt like watching old school, like, Star Trek, the original series, like every time there's anything going on. That scene, that whole scene where they're sneaking into the temple, it could have been so tense. It could have actually been good had they not had this loud, blaring fanfare going on the entire time. It completely took away any tension that that scene was building up. And it it was over and over again. Every damn scene had that. And it was so jarring too, because what the hell happened? What the hell? The beginning of the movie starts off so strong and sets it up beautifully. And it, it shows you like, yeah, that's how it should be done. There's music, but it's good. It's in its place. It's silent. Everything's great. And it conveys so much in that. And then the rest of the movie just completely goes off the deep end and just starts just blaring whatever soundtrack they had recorded. And that's it. Done. It felt like an old 1950s, like John Wayne movie or anything like that. Like just, they didn't know when to stop. What else is there not to like about this movie? For the bad guys, the two sidekick bad guys are not (laughs) threatening, not scary. They don't look remotely as strong as Conan. And it's like, it it just doesn't feel balanced. Like, okay, well, you have two of them. (laughs) Cool. Is that because all of the, like, lethal killing blows do not have the swing intent of a lethal killing blow. Oh, dude, you caught that too? The oh, hammer? No, all, no, ha- it's oh. every fight oh my God. scene. Every fight scene. There are. Oh, I didn't even catch that anywhere else. Oh my God, it's so bad. I only caught that at the end when he's racing by the rocks and he's on horseback and he smacks Conan in the face with a hammer, but you it's can tell little, he held back it's, like it's, it's just a little 80%. Bunk. Yeah. It's not swinging a hammer to kill somebody. You're no, it was hammer. a little tiny donk to knock him down. Yeah. <laughs> it's also not actually a real hammer. It looks very light. Yes. Yeah. It's the tiniest bunk. I almost feel like he's holding <laughs> back just because he doesn't want to break the yeah. hammer. What's what's her name? The 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 blonde thief? I don't even I don't even like I don't even know half the characters' names. Her name was Valeria. No. And that was gonna be one of my big big points so, is her death scene was rough. Yeah. Well we'll get into that, but <laughs> <laughs> when they are escaping from the temple after stealing all the jewels she kills a guy and she there must have been a miscommunication as to how she is swinging her sword and how the guy was supposed to die because 
she swings her sword at his stomach and he grabs his neck. Oh God. You know, it, it wouldn't be the first. There was actually, there's, um, there's a lot of, of shit like that. Yeah. There's an accident on set where a, a guy didn't do the choreographed move correctly and got his finger sliced open or something like that. Like uh, the production, the production sounds rough. Like Arnold talks about it and how the director had him crawling through rocks. It tells forearms blood because they did so many takes. He got attacked by one of the dogs, like actually attacked, attacked during one of the chase scenes, just all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. And that's why I ended up wearing a lot of furs after that encounter with the dog. <laughs> I mean, God. there's nothing scarier than being chased yeah. at full, by a German shepherd running at full speed. Right. And I mean, I, if you look at the movie and the treatment of stuff, this movie actually did end up on a, a negative list from not PETA, but whatever ethical treatment of animals uh, thing was around at the time. Yeah. Because the horse is being tripped and everything else. Like there's, there's some shit in this movie. <laughs> they didn't appreciate the camel being punched. It's dumb too. It was just so out of left field. Like, holy shit, why did he just punch that camel? He's drunk. It's drunk. It's a funny drunk thing to do. That's only funny when you're Mongo in Blazing Saddles and it's obviously a joke and the horse isn't hurt. The slapstick stuff they threw in here just always, every single time, felt way out of place. It doesn't fit the feel of the film. It's such a weird tone shift. It makes me wonder how Destroyer is, because like I said, it's PG and it's more action comedy. I can only imagine what it's like. I mean, we saw what happened to uh, Mad Max when they toned it down. Thunderdome Thunderdome. was definitely different. But it gave us that banger of a theme song, dude. That's the way to go. I would say Thunderdome was worth it just for that. (laughs) Plus also, come on. I mean, some of the phrases, some of the best phrases come out of that movie too. But yeah, otherwise Thunderdome was a mess. But back to your point, Joe, like these guys aren't very scary. These guys look like back in the eighties, they went into like some biker bar and picked up two guys smoking at a pool table and, and gave them some money. And told the them to come in the and... hammer, the actor for the hammer dude looked familiar to me and I never looked up who he was. Yeah, so he just looked like a nice fella. I kept expecting him to speak with an English accent because he reminded me of the guy from Spinal Tap. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I could see that. Or I was getting Lemmy vibes from one of them too. Yeah. Informative Lenny. All right, that's uh, not something y'all know. I always felt like they had some sort of like plot armor because they just didn't match what you expect. Like in the first first scene, they were fine. They looked like they belonged in that first eighteen minute scene where they burned the whole place down. Cool, fine. They're there. They're they're the underlings handing the main guy stuff and taking things from him. But then coming back later to being like, oh, watch out, that's Big Hammer, dude. Oh, watch out, that other guy's got some weapon. They're bad and scary. Nope, sorry, that didn't work. I don't think there's enough people with big hammers in movies. You got them in video games, especially like Mario games. Mario loves using hammers. In the Kirby, the big penguin guy likes using hammers. I like hammers as a weapon. Yeah. They're unique. Just when used right. This is not right. This is like a mallet. Yeah, you can do some really neat stuff with a, with a hammer. They just needed to, uh, I don't know, speed things up a little bit. But as has been mentioned, the, the weapon play in this movie is incredibly loosey-goosey as is. The fight with the end guy. The end guy? The big snake dude. Doom or whatever his name was. Yeah, Thalsa. Thalsa Doom. I enjoy the fact that it was nothing. Yeah. Basically, he just got his head chopped. That's it. I actually do appreciate that. It's not this long drawn out fight scene, you know, all 80s action style. It's it's this moment of remorse and kind of just like this, this kind of like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to say about it, but messing with Arnold to a point where it's just, he's trying to get Conan 
to join his side by telling him that he's nothing without what he's he only became who he is because of him and really getting into that mental warfare with that really just trying to manipulate the shit out of him i think they could have spent more time in that realm. yes yes i actually love that phrase too when he says that must have been me in my younger years that's so cool he might not be racing around just like pillaging and burning and murdering everything that moves now that that was him back you know you know whatever how many years that was he's like completely just running a cult now and he's he's fine just being quiet i guess i I like the duality of that it's like he's not this big warmonger anymore when conan finally meets up with him again i mean it turns out that when you stop killing everyone you get to have sex with some of them (laughs) and then you can start a big old cult where you just you minorly listen to the women and women are like oh hey this is better than what i am getting and they're like, all right, let's join. <laughs> the only thing we have to deal with is this guy has snake snake eyes for some reason. I thought part of his big plan, though, too, was all of these followers, these people, were going to non-violently invade places, get inside places, and he'd have his control everywhere because... His people are in the government over there. His people are in the marketplace over here and stuff like that. Basically, he was going to use nonviolent means to gain control after that. Because as he said, do you think this sword is powerful? It's not. It's people. And of course, how he showed it, basically commanding someone to commit suicide, which, okay. It's weird culture. He's right. He changed his tactics from war to that of the mind, that of the body, if we just go out in mass, because I have all thousands of these people, I can spread them out and they can be coming back to me for everything. And I could place them in power all over the place. And then that's me in power. Yeah. I, I like that character growth. You don't you don't normally get to see character growth for, for a villain. I like that. I like that a lot. It, it's almost always just the, the protagonist. And that's the only character growth, by the way. It is. It is. He's really close <laughs> to not being a villain at that point. If only he wasn't also a cannibal. Yeah. How about that soup? That soup. That was goofy. Yeah, let's not talk about the soup. The soup is pretty silly. They had one person gnaw on a toe or a finger after getting soup, and it was like, you ruined it. That looks so dumb. Why did it look like paint? Is it probably was paint <laughs> honestly it would probably look really good as wall color to be honest with you so with the gallons of pig blood that they spilled all over the floor it's a nice shade of red i liked it yeah it's an interesting choice to use actual blood for your movie when we've had fake blood i'm i'm sure we had fake blood way before that i was just so bored watching this film like i i stopped taking notes after they got to the tower and stole the jewels yeah i was so bored waiting to decide if I liked or hated any of the characters. I was invested up until they got to the tower, killed the snake, stole the jewels, and, and went to go meet Max von Sydow. And then after that, it just felt like a slog to getting to the point where it's like, let's go kill Thulsa Doom. I had the exact opposite feeling, and it's only because I was too busy trying to figure out what the fuck he's talking about with the snakes coming together over Black Sun, Black Moon <laughs> being up below it. And I was so lost in the movie at that point, trying to figure out what the hell was going on, that once he found the amulet, I was like, okay, I'm caught up, it's let's go. It's probably because you missed the one-off line saying that he was looking for a banner or a sigil. He said something else that I didn't understand. It wasn't banner or sigil. It was a different word that i didn't recognize and maybe if you're in a war sure but there's a lot of words in this movie i don't recognize that's why no one remembers the names in this movie because they're all 
odd names. I think probably they used people from the comic book themselves just to kind of like lip service the comic books, which were established in 1970. So, I mean, that's probably where all that stuff came from because they chose some very interesting names that I couldn't figure out for the life of so me. So the hammer, to get to names, the hammer bad guy. Yes. The hammer bad His guy. name was Thorgrim. Thorgrim? Shit. I just had the thing <laughs> open. Hang on. So it wasn't Rexor? Because I, I, I got lost between Rexor and whoever else. There's even there's even a guy just named Red Hair. There's a guy named freaking Red Hair. I was gonna say it's the guy who buys them out of slavery, which you have to uh, you, you don't and they don't exactly explain what happened. You just like he's walking off with this guy. Yeah. Was this guy the Red Hair kid who was sitting on the thing that slapped the thing while he was put when he first showed up, or is this a completely different guy? I don't know. I'd go look into the lore to figure out exactly what happened there, but no, he was being sold into slavery so he could go fight some people in a pit, probably purchased to die. And then he went and had killed their uh, sharp tooth uh, metal Iron Fist McGee guy. <laughs> and then I completely missed both times on how he got freed. And then were the dogs wild dogs or were the dogs sicked upon him by the people who wanted? We don't know. We have no idea. We have no idea. It just he was just all of a sudden being chased by German shepherds. Yeah, all of a sudden there's just a shit ton of dogs, a pack of dogs coming after him. He had to spend a night in spooky old king's house. With a sword that's pristine after just oh, it wasn't pristine. Rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just it. He had to smack, it. smack it a few times, and then there's <laughs> no rust whatsoever on it. It was a high chromium blade, stainless steel. He is chromium the barbarian. <laughs> Would we offhanded um, suggest someone to watch this movie? Watch the first thirty minutes of this movie so you get the penultimate line. And then stop watching the film. What's the penultimate line? Kill your enemy, see them doing it before you hear the lamentation of the woman. The fuck? Okay. To, to fans of fantasy, I would say yes. And I would just go into it with the caveat that it's a product of its time and it's um, it's uneven. Yeah, it definitely is uneven. They try to sell it with sex occasionally, but... Yep. Occasionally? There was, there was so much gratuity that I did not enjoy it. He's a barbarian. Let's put boobs every five minutes. There's more movies with more nudity out there than this. Hell, shows. Shows right now. Almost every single show that my wife watches has, has sex scenes in it now, and it's just... It's become like desensitized. So it almost makes this looks like child's play. Like there's there's nothing wrong with this compared to half the stuff that's out now. I came across something. All of the trophies that Conan gets... All of these pretty ladies are not even an iota as pretty as Conan is himself. That's Aww. that's nice. That's like the nicest thing you've said. This is cute. I, I will say the scene that made me uncomfortable and made me like scratch my head like what the hell was when they gave him a pretty lady and he was such a nice man and so different than everyone else that he covered her up right away to protect her modesty. Yeah. For th- and then 30 10 seconds. seconds later, he's got her laying on a bed and pulls it back off. It's like, what was the point? After basically forcing her to lay down. Yeah, rape. And then they spend, and then they they linger on the people watching him breed this woman. That, yeah, that felt uncomfortable. It's like, okay, so Conan's like a performance breeder. He's, everybody gather around and watch him go. performance everything. (laughs) That's what they used to do with kings and queens back in the day And that's where you can't really fault it, because it's, some of it's kind of based on history. 
It's That's a lot of pressure. It is, but not for Conan. Either way, I, I saw the nudity as being, is it a necessary story driver? No, it's not. But what are you going to do? Have an orgy room full of people playing chess? Tickling. A tickle room. A tickle I, room. I like that. <laughs> Give each other fluffy fingers. Oh, God, that's awful. As you said, if people are into fantasy, that's the only door into this movie, I feel, because it's not an easy watch. You gotta want to watch it to make it through, to be honest. Yeah, or, you know, I'll be talking about it on a podcast. I'm saying I don't think I would commonly offer this movie up to someone as an idea yeah of what i wouldn't to watch. either it's not like you know friend looking for a movie on a friday or saturday night or something with the girlfriend to watch and things like that i, I couldn't send this through the way especially with how people consume movies these days and you can get away with just watching pieces of it and having like a piece of the movie but in order for the movie to make any sort of sense you have to be paying attention just people hanging out on their phones and stuff during a movie. This movie is just going to uh, be turned off a half hour in. This is dumb. So I wouldn't recommend it to modern movie audiences. I would give it about an hour because the first 45 minutes of the movie are relatively entertaining. See, and that's... Uh, okay. It's got a great not? setup. The movie's got a great setup. It tells you exactly why he's the way he is, what he's going to be doing, what the entire point is, and it, it sets it up beautifully. But you do have to be paying attention. And they drop all the balls. All the balls are dropped. Every single one of them. Not there's not there's not a ball that was that was produced that wasn't dropped. Well, they keep picking them back up here and there. As I say, it's weird that this movie commands so much attention. Like it commands that you pay so much attention, yet it also has a narrator over the top just in case, but the narrator isn't really saying anything helpful. No, yeah, no, he no. The, the narration was distracting. 18 minutes into the film, one character speaks one more than one a more than one word line. 24 minutes in, we get somebody speaking actual sentences for about 10 seconds. 31 minutes in. Where did I note my notes go? Oh my God. I just closed the app. <laughs> right, there's a lot of exposition in the start of the movie considering that nobody's talking. All of these, all of these notes, time, time stamps that I took have a caveat that the characters are speaking and not the narrator. But really what you need to know about this movie is that hippies are bad and lizard folk are the ruling class. I, I, I did have one question and maybe you guys could answer this for me. I know she had to pay the ultimate price or a steep price or whatever sure. it was. I guess that still doesn't make sense to me of why she couldn't be tied down and prevented from being stolen away by spooky monsters and brought back I to life. Was actually, I was actually having a conversation about this. Was Conan actually dead? Yeah, I don't know. Because what, what was that whole ritual about? It was about keeping his soul in his body, Correct. Correct. So if his soul's still in his body, he's not technically dead at that point. So it seems like that ceremony was to keep prevent him from dying versus her where she was just dead, dead right away. I mean, his eyelids were moving while they were drawing on him, but that just could be acting. <laughs> I couldn't really tell if that was or, on purpose. Or a, or that was a just, lack of acting. Right. Hey, now. But there, there's hey. only so much you can this do, Dan. Arnold. Leave him alone. He's not a professional corpse. <laughs> Glad we circled back to that because it was something I was thinking about this morning. Yeah, I, I was just confused. Like, I, I get it. She had to pay a price. Because he was crucified. He was. I was like, are they, was he, were they making him a Jesus? No. Was he dead? What was that ritual all about? They brought him back to life or did they just stop him from dying completely? Like, I, just, I did giggle as his friend came running across the sand dunes all silently with his bow in hand. And he's just like, ah, ha, 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 yes, ah, ha, 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 ha. 
This is the greatest. <laughs> friend disappeared behind the dune as if he was a mirage, and Arnold's like, eh, fuck it, I'll die then. Right. <laughs> and moments later, comes back over. If he just waited, waited a few seconds later. While it may not stand up completely, <laughs> it does have some good points. I still really like it, and I'm glad I watched it. It's one of those movies that I never gave the time to sit down and watch, and I'm glad I did because I've always been curious about it. I just never set aside time for it. So thank you, guys. Thank you for pushing me. I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat. I've watched it, and now I can appreciate it for what it is, as awful as it is. Now, we will we'll stick this above... Escape from New York. You gotta watch Escape from L.A. before you... Someday we're gonna wrangle you into that. Absolutely not. Someday. I will leave. Escape from L.A., man. I I will leave. But this was us, urinating on a rock in the middle of the desert (laughs) by watching the movie Conan. If this podcast is something that's up your alley, if you like it, make sure to subscribe to the feed. Subscribe, Subscribe to the feed. And maybe be like, tell your friends that hey there's this podcast where a bunch of people talk middle-aged midwesterners something you don't hear on any other podcast have them subscribe too because we're here talking and you're there listening what what you used to say joe come at us or (laughs) whatever it was it changes up i threaten sometimes i plead (laughs) sometimes it's however i feel that day in the meantime, next time, and I'll just jam this up a little bit by saying we are we are now on a monthly cycle. Not twice a month, but once a month because life. Sorry. This is a hobby and life is being a little busy for us. So we're backing down to once a month. And next month, we will be covering the movie Stay Tuned. Woo-hoo. So come back next time when we rewind again so peeing on the rock being us talking on a podcast and in a desert being what you've seen in the podcast feed for the last three months (laughs) more or less (laughs) yeah that's fair